Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders from The Wonderful World of Dance, and today I'm thrilled to introduce Dwight Roden, acclaimed choreographer, co-founder and co-artistic director of the Incredible Complexions Contemporary Ballet. This groundbreaking, award-winning company was founded in 1997 by Dwight and the legendary Desmond Richardson. And with an exciting year ahead, I'm thrilled to get to know this company more. Hi, Dwight. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi. Glad to be here. So, Complexions is a renowned company that has toured extensively around the world. But for those who perhaps haven't seen the company or is in one of the very few countries where the company hasn't been, tell me a bit about Complexions. Uh, yeah, well, Complexions was started in 1994 um, and uh, by Desmond Richardson and myself. And um, the company is, you know, is really, it's a, we are a touring organization. We are... Born and bred here in New York, and um, it's a contemporary ballet company. We have 16 dancers, uh, you know, plus a few different apprentices from time to time. And, um, you know, it's a company that uses um, the medium of dance to actually communicate a message of unity because that's kind of what Complexions is all about. Um, in every aspect of, of the company, we try to, um, you know, toast the idea of diversity and multiculturalism and really, you know, from the, the choices of music to the types of movement that we do um, and to the messages that are in the work. Um, it's that kind of company that's quite edgy in a way. On your website, I read this wonderful sort of summary that says the company's foremost innovation is that dance should be about removing boundaries, not reinforcing right. them. And whether it be the limitations of traditions or of a single style or period or culture, that the company Complexions transcends all of these, creating an open and continually evolving form of dance that reflects movement in our world and all of its constituent cultures as an interrelated whole, which I absolutely loved as an incredible, as you say, sort of um, a company that is diverse, it's edgy, that has a wide sort of repertoire of work. Um, so you talking about this company, how it pushes the boundaries, I'm really interested to hear more about how you do that. Well, I think, you know, it's, it's for instance, we are, you know, at the moment we are actually here in New York in season and um, one of our programs that we're running kind of um, oh, has, has that, you know, that diversity, that idea of, of bringing together all these seemingly different qualities and putting them under one roof and watching them work in a harmonious way. One of the programs we're running right now is we open with a piece called Bach 25, which is very neoclassical um, and uh, contemporary, yet we have to classical music. And then we, we're closing the show with a new work called Love Rocks, which is to the music of Lenny Kravitz. So. I think um, what Desmond and I try to do, the co-director and I will try to do on every level of the company is um, bring that uh, multitude of uh, colors, qualities, and textures and really, um, you know, from our programming, from our, from the selections mm -hmm. of music, certainly to the dancers, you know, the, there's no one dancer alike at all in our company. Um, we're not looking for similarities, we're actually looking for differences. 
and and the beauty of that um you know that counterpoint almost on stage is like part of what we do um and we try to like make sure you know we thread it through every part of who and what we are and it's not fun. it's mm-hmm. just um myself and desmond richardson the co-director we, we it's just kind of um it's who we are and and how we view the world so it's uh it's really kind of I, I think that in some ways it is um, different than other companies, I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we were doing it, you know, now there's a big sort of push in that area uh, in, you know, the idea of diversity yeah. in ballet and um, in dance in general. And I think that, you know, we were kind of, kind of started there, you know, uh, 26 years ago. So. Yeah, sort of quite um, trailblazing in a way or, you know, leading the the change that is so very necessary. Um, And I have to say, when you go onto your website and and look at the the way in which the company is positioned and have a look at the dancers, the quality of the the dancers um, is incredible. You obviously work very, very hard at not just, as you say, selecting dancers who are, you know, different, but also in in terms of the, the technical capacity and the artistry of the dancers tell me more about how you work with the dancers in the studio yeah i think we we're really uh, we're hands-on directors um i'm in the studio as much as i can you know i have to travel sometimes and do other things but i really um uh, am in the room uh, we train we train them mm-hmm. and also we're looking for a kind of dancer that can do many things um, you have to have a kind of a you know a strong technical foundation because the work is um quite demanding in that area um but we also are looking for people who can you know really move their bodies fully um and more importantly um we're also looking for people with this you know it's called that that thing it's really really hard to describe like something about them and sometimes you know we pick people that it's not necessarily the best dancer in the room that can you know do the most turns or you know has has both mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the highest jump or anything like that yeah it's not really about that um certainly we want we want that part as well but sometimes it's about a, a, just some unique quality that they have and um you know also we want somebody who has something to say who has their own voice who has their own ideas that can be shaped or um guided um, I always tell the dancers, I'm just your guide. <laughs> you know, a lot of times, you know, <laughs> I, I want to see what I see in them. Um, it's my job to to bring it out and to shape it for whatever we're working on. And you know, I'm I'm collaborative in that way. Um, I, I I don't ask them to like you know make up the steps for me or choreograph the ballet, but they certainly um, are participating, yeah. you know, they are, they're, they, and, and I like it that if they're available, and I mean that in a, in a very sort of spiritual way as well, like available to them. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's exciting because I have to be really into the artists in terms of what they're bringing to the, to the, to the, to the mix. And um, it's exciting to, to just discover all those unique, you know, it's, it's a, uh, it's food for me too, you know, I, I enjoy that. 
And you obviously were a dancer yourself. So let's talk a little bit about your own dance career and, and then how that has influenced your your work as a choreographer and as an artistic director. Because you actually started dancing relatively late at the age of 17. Tell me about how you got into dance in the first place. Yeah, I was late to the party with the, with the dancing. I, I had no idea that it was um, even, you know, an option in, in a career. I started because I basically was always dancing. Um, my family, we're, you know, we're like one of those families that had music on all the time and everybody was moving and, and doing mm -hmm. their thing. So I started that way. Um, and I used to get into, there used to be a dance contest pretty much like um, every weekend or so um, at school. And um, I would always enter the dance contest and, you know, I, I guess... You know, there was one girl who was a professional dancer who basically came up to me and said, you know, you really talent, you're really talented. Why don't you, have you ever thought about coming and taking a real dance class? And she's, I was like, no, I have not. <laughs> um, and she basically said, well, come and take this class. And so I went to, it was a local, small, smaller uh, contemporary company in my um, home state of Ohio. And uh, that's how I came to it. And I literally, you know, I was a musician before. I played some instruments and was, you know, also did some stuff in theater, but I really did not understand that dance was something that you could have a career with at the time. I just didn't know. And she brought me into the room and I, you know, I saw this art form in a school, you know, in a uh, ballet class, I think it was first. And I was just like, wow, this is, I never looked back after that. I quit my job and, and, um, wow. I, I really haven't stopped since that day. Um, so that's how I started. And when did you know that you wanted to be a professional dancer? Was it right away at that moment or when it was you were sort of into your training? Tell me about that sort of moment for you, if there was well, one. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was really almost immediate, to be honest. Um, once I walked in and I saw that, wow, this is, you know, this is this is an, an organized, disciplined art form. And then it was just so natural to me to move, but I had a lot of work to do and I was already, you know, graduating high school. Hmm. And there were like a lot of decisions to be made, but I knew right away that I wanted to do it. And I don't, I don't want to say that I knew you know, that I was making a decision, but I was just kind of, I kind of led with my, you know, led with my heart in a way and just did what I wanted to do. And I just loved it so much right away. Um, and what was that transition like for you going from, you know, starting at 17 and, you know, as you say, walking into a class that's established dancers who've been probably doing it for, you know, at least 10 years and then sort of going through that training to and actually becoming a professional dancer? Well, I think it was, you know, also they were looking for men in this particular company. So I can't, I was in the right place at the right time. So there was a, there was okay. a junior company um, that there was a professional company, a state and contemporary dance company, and they're still around and still uh, doing their thing. Um, and I I basically you know was almost immediately brought in because I moved well, um, I was musical, I had some flexibility, but I had no training. There was just no no training whatsoever. Um, but there was a junior company, and they brought me in and you know sort of just you know <laughs> um i took as many classes as i could um i also went over to the ballet company that's in my hometown and i just became obsessed 
So, I mean, I was just, you know, <laughs> going to every class that I could and um, learning all that I could. So it was kind of a unique situation because, I mean, it doesn't necessarily happen that way for everybody. But I was in the right place. I had, a, I had people who really thought I had talent and... Um, you know, they were they were pushing me forward to do it. So it was it was an interesting moment. And you went on to dance with uh, um, the ballet jazz company in Montreal, but also you ended up as a principal dancer at the Alvin Ailey Company. Which you know, this is not an insignificant career. This is a, an exceptional career. Tell me about working, um, particularly with um, these companies. What was it like for you and working with some of these greats? Well, I went I went to Le Ballet Jazz de Montreal when I I mean I had. You know, um, I had been dancing a bit, in the, and then I, I, you know, the other company in Dayton, I had uh, sort of uh, grew up into the to the uh, main company. It all happened very fast, and to be honest, I was training and learning as I went. Like it was all a part of it. I was, mm-hmm. um, I want to say, I was a good um, imitator, and that sounds really great probably mm-hmm. I knew I you know I, there was a certain amount of certainly like natural talent um, and um, I was very passionate passionate young man I would say um, so if the music mm-hmm. came on you know I would you know be able to deliver something but the training um, that I needed it was an ongoing process throughout my entire career until I stopped to be honest a lot of catch mm-hmm. up to do and I also sort of rose up rather quickly um, in La Ballet Jazz, when I left my hometown, really, and went to Montreal, I I immediately started touring, and I, I had never done anything like that. I had traveled, of course, with my family, but I had never toured and, you know, mm. been all over the world in that way. Um, and there was a lot to learn, and um, it was interesting to be a part of that company. That company was a really, really... Um, beautiful company at the time a lot of beautiful dancers and then I know that um you know I, I just set my um set my goals I I, I just kept wanting more and um the mm-hmm. Ailey company the Alvin Ailey company was something that I aspired to but I had no idea I was like this will, this will never happen I <laughs> I um I auditioned for them three times and then you know the third time I ended up getting the job and dancing with Ailey was really the place where I kind of realized my entire sort of um, self as an artist because um, of the opportunities I had there. And I danced a lot. I actually worked with Alvin. Alvin Ailey um, actually hired me. So mm-hmm. it was it was incredible experience to to least be under his leadership for the couple of years before his death. And. You know, I rose up in that company rather quickly. Um, you know, definitely, you know, always improving and getting better as time went on. But it was really all about um, it was really all about what that company represented at the time, which was sort of had this. You know, for me, it was it was sort of the pinnacle. You know, it was it was this place I wanted to reach. Mm. I always was like, you know, pinching myself to say, like, yeah am I really in this company? I mean, <laughs> I had not been dancing very long and to be able to, to achieve that was um, uh, surprising <laughs> for me. Um, but I always thought, you know, 
<laughs> I always thought, you know, there was someone would find me out all the time and be like, um, you know, you don't really know. The imposter. Yeah, you don't really know. <laughs> but again, you know, there, was, there, there obviously was something there that, that uh, you know, people um, saw. Yeah. Um, even if I didn't know everything, yeah. you know. Absolutely. I, I, I don't think you rise to that level with that type of company without inherent um, skills and artistry and, as you say, the constant work that you put into improving and condensing all of those years into a short period of time. Yeah. But when, tell me, when did, you, when did you start thinking about creating your own work as, as a choreographer? What, what was the sort of um, inspiration or the catalyst for you doing that? Well, I mean, if we dial back to when I started in those dance contests, I was always making up my own routines. Now, again, I didn't know anything, mm -hmm. anything about the the craft of choreography at all, or even what that word was at the time. <laughs> um, but all along, and even when I started in the small company in in, in Ohio in Dayton, um, you know, I was making things. I would always be in the studio. They would have to. They would throw me out. I was always at the end of the day. I would stay longer and just. I guess we would call it improvisation. But I would, you know, improvisation, but I would also, like, make up things. And then I started to ask my friends, and I did that in Montreal mm -hmm. and in Ailey at the Ailey School. And um, I would present works in the, you know, on the uh, on the school kids and, and the kids in the school and make things. Mm -hmm. And um, eventually, I mean, and Alvin saw my work as well. But then when Juice Jamison took over the company, um, she noticed my talent and she gave me an opportunity um, to do a work for the company. And that was sort of a huge thing. Um, and she said, you know, she was very supportive of, 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 my, of myself as a choreographer. And I did my first work for them and it was uh, quite a big success. And um, that was sort of, you know, I, I kind of knew in, immediately that it was always a part of what I was doing. As I was developing as a dancer and doing all that, I was always doing mm -hmm. side projects and trying to choreograph and make things, uh, make dances. And uh, that's kind of how it all came together for me. And so how did this sort of sequence happen? You're sort of creating the work um, and then did you and... Uh, sort of decide to create your own company what was the catalyst for that and because you've created you know i was reading you've created over 80 pieces of work and you've worked with a, a huge roster of the world's you know leading companies and you continue to do so and this year is looking like a full calendar for yeah. you with um, other companies and other works yeah. <laughs> so uh, tell me about how how that sort of transition happened in your life well i you know um i think it just was kind of, you know, it, I, won't, I, won't, I don't want to say that this was, any of this was planned out and sort of, you know, <laughs> strategized. Okay. It really wasn't. It just sort of happened. Um, I think that I fell in love with choreography um, once I knew what it was. <laughs> once I knew what I was already sort of mm -hmm. doing, you know, making dances. Um, I fell in love with it and um, I knew that um, I really, really wanted to pursue it. And so Desmond and I, we were both in the ALA company together, and then he was leaving. I was leaving the company in 1994, um, and he was going to Frankfurt Ballet to dance with, with Billy Forsyth. 
Um, and we decided that we were going to put together, you know, a show here in New York. And we just wanted to invite all the people um, that we respected from the industry, some of our friends from all the major companies around. Sort of, there was Joffrey was still in New York at that time. Um, certainly the alien company, some from ABT, New York City Ballet. We had some other um, people from smaller companies, but just people that we that we really liked, and we we certainly wanted it to be people from all different parts parts of the dance field um, with different skills. And you know, I just had this bright idea that I would um, choreograph an entire show. I didn't really know what that entailed because I had never done it yet. Um, and we put it together. Um, and it was quite uh, quite a success. It was uh, we did it at this theater uptown called Symphony Space, and we just produced an evening. Now it was just going to be a project. Uh, it was going to be, and the project was called Complexions. And when Desmond and I were making all of this, um, it was just an incredible experience to work with all these different dancers and people from all these different worlds. And coordinating it was, you know, just sort of a nightmare because everybody had jobs at the time. So they would come and work with us in the evening and we produced the show and we sat back while we were doing the technical rehearsal and the, you know, we were fixing all of those things, the lighting and all of that. And we looked at each other and we're like, this is amazing. Because the beauty of what it is is kind of what the, hopefully the beauty of what Complexions has, uh, you know, ended up being. It was all of the different people, different voices, different training, different bodies. And they were all on stage together and they were having like a great time. I mean, it could have gone one of two ways. Thankfully, mm -hmm. it went a very, you know, went in, in the most amazing way because some people didn't know each other. You had classical dancers with very contemporary dancers. You had some sort of street hip hop dancers working with, you know, um, someone who was more classical. It was just really like, it was wonderful. And we looked at each other and we said, we got to do something with this. And he was like, do you want to start a company? I was like, yeah, let's do it. And, and that's how Complexions was born. Just sitting around a second. Wow, that's, you know. I, I literally, as you, you are saying this, I can literally imagine this moment in my mind so very clearly. You're in a, in this space, and I can even imagine the two of you sort of turning to, to each other and making this quite monumental decision. And look where you look where you are today. As I mentioned, over you've created over eighty ballets. Tell me about the work that the company. Um, Producers and some of the works that are coming up. Um, yeah, we are. We produce a lot of different things. We are, um, you know, one of our programs uh, that we are doing right now is called Bach to Bowie, and this has been um, sort of a very um, successful program for us. We're touring it. Um, we've been touring it for a couple years, and I made a tribute to David Bowie, and it's a contemporary ballet. Um, it's, it's actually on point. Um, very physical, very theatrical. Um, and then there's um, Bach 25, which is runs with that program. And we're actually going to be touring all throughout Europe this summer. Well, actually throughout Germany. Um, from, the end of, from the end of June till I think it's like August 12th. Um, and we, we're going to be in seven cities in Germany. And we're like seven or eight shows a week um, in each one of the cities. Wow. So, yeah, we're creating a lot of different things. And I think, and as I said earlier, there's a, 
a new ballet that just premiered three days ago here in New York City called Love Rocks. And it is to the music of Lenny Kravitz. Um, we also have been um, doing other work um, over the years. Uh, we're doing a piece, a uh, Chopin work, which is called Dear Frederick. Um, there's a lot of different things being developed as, as we speak. So there's kind of the, the, the repertory is very diverse. Um, lots of different textures, some on point, some not on point, some very, um, I want to say very uh, gooey is what I say, <laughs> the quality of movement. <laughs> we do all kinds of work. We, we dance to all types of music. And, you know, the thing about complexions is um, it, it grows and changes and evolves um, as we go. And then, you know, the constant um, thing is that the movement is um, many, many, many different textures and many different um, ways of moving. And um, that's kind of the challenge for dancers who dance with the company. Um, you have to be able mm -hmm. to have that versatility and be able to, uh, you know, be very close to the ground and be more, um, uh, uh, you know, into to that more contemporary in your upper body and also in your, in your abilities. But then you also... Um, there's a classicism that we also uh, utilize in certain parts of the repertory. So it's like, you know, from one spec one end of the spectrum to the other. Um, uh, but it's, it's fun. What inspires the creations? Because, you know, with so much, with such a huge body of work, where do you get and draw your inspirations from? Well, there's, you know, I'm, I'm inspired by a lot of, um, Things I am inspired by the world around us. To be honest, um, I, mm -hmm. I'm I'm always looking at the condition, um, the condition of the of the human heart in a, in a lot of ways. I'm, I'm looking at how people are reacting. I look at our our behaviors. I also look at the different issues that are happening around the world. Um, and then I'm 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 hugely inspired by the artist in front of me. I love to get into the room. You know, um, sometimes I have a piece of music that's just, you know, calling me to do something to it, and I'll just, I'll just begin to to work on it, and it'll slowly start to come together. But my dancers, or the dancers that I work with in general, are always um, primary. Like they're they're they're. It's kind of where it was it, mm -hmm. where it begins for me. Um, because it's, it's really, you know, anybody can come up with any steps and the steps are not, I mean, there are no new steps, really. Um, there's different approaches, different ideas, different way to compose these ideas. However, um, mm -hmm. you know, dance has been around a long time. And what, what's, what's more interesting to me are how people um, inhabit the work itself or inhabit the movement and what they bring to it. I know that sounds sort of, you know, esoteric in some ways, but it's really, um, it's really about the person. Like once they step into the movement, how those people um, develop it. So I'm really into working with dancers in that way and trying to also mm -hmm. see what they bring. It's all about possibilities, and and it's not just about me. Sometimes I get out of the way and 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 allow things. Yeah, you know, allow things to um, evolve and happen. Hmm. And as an artistic director of of your own company, um, you you mentioned there 
about looking out into the world and the state of the human heart and the issues. What do you feel are some of the challenges that are facing you know, rising dancers or inspire, aspiring dancers in the industry and in the world today, um, which perhaps is either something that might be new or different or just uh, an emerging challenge that we see? Well, um, I don't know if it's necessarily, um, it's certainly not anything negative. One thing I do see with dancers today is that I see a huge ability, like a level. Like dancers mm-hmm. are, are, are better and better um, at a younger age. Um, they bring a skill set mm-hmm. to the studio or to their work. They're ready, they're ready to go. They can do all these really uh, amazing things. Um, but at the same time, I would say the, the, the challenge that I see is that, you know, these people, um, the, the young people who are dancing, that you, um, they need the guidance and the support. And, and they need that because mm-hmm. they also have to um, be encouraged to continue to use their imagination. Because I say, like, the world is, you know, it's, it's on your phone. It's right there. You can get to everything. So a lot of times, you know, you, we can't um, sacrifice, um, you know, quality for quantity. A lot of times, I can do a lot of these, you know, crazy, amazing things, but how, move, but how mm. moving will it be for the for the audience if there's not some contact with their soul or bringing um, their mm. own experiences into the work? Because that's what really what people want to feel when you're sitting in the audience or see or connect to so a lot of times you have to just it's there and you know you just you just encourage them to use their imagination or you know let the vulnerability take over and allow yourself to be generous and i think that that is you know we the world is right right at your fingertips you can access just about anything in in minutes so there's also, you know, I always tell them, you know, they can never, they can never replace the, the live art form because it's nothing like it. It's no YouTube, no Instagram, none of that will do anything, will, will be any sort of, um, it's, it's not uh, comparable to what live performance um, does when you're sitting in the theater, the performers are in front of you and you feel that energy. So I always, you know, just think that they have to always be encouraged to go deeper um, in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's a rich experience. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the audience, you know, we can feel it. We, we really can. Um, yeah. I also wanted to ask about what your aspirations are for complexions. Um, because what does the sort of next five, ten years look like if you've sort of been looking that far into the future? Well, um, Complexions has an academy, and we are kind of um, a mobile academy. We have summer programs and pre-professional programs. Um, um, every summer we, we are in seven different cities, um, and we do, do our own summer intensives. We have winter intensives, and we also have a pre-professional program. Um, I think for the next five years or so, um, one of our goals is to finally have a home. We actually don't have our own space. Um, so we're, we're looking to build um, um, some sort of, uh, we, we would like to have, have our own space after all this time. 
So yeah. um, a home, yeah. um, a training ground for all of the young people that study with, with us throughout the year. Um, I think that the company wants to continue its touring. Um, but we certainly like to come to the UK. We have not been. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, I noticed on the list of your touring that the UK is not on there. But I did note, being Australian, that you are, yeah. uh, have been or are out with the Western Australian Ballet, who I've also um, been out to see some time ago. So that made me happy as an Aussie. <laughs> yeah, we, I, I, mean, <laughs> we, I mean, I am doing a work for the Western Australian Ballet um, in 2021. Oh, it's next, it's next year, okay. Well, I start this year in, in 2020, uh, and then it, I think it premieres right at the top of 2021, so. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that'll be, that will be exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, no, we've been all over. We've been to Australia. The company itself has been there, um, you know, many times, as well as we usually do New Zealand as well while we're in that area. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd love the company to come to UK at some point. Let's, let's see if it happens. Maybe it will. Definitely. Yeah, ab ab absolutely. You have got to come to, to London. You've got to do a, a UK tour in the future. Um, I love the idea of your, um, your uh, ballet education initiatives and, you know, finding a home, which is so important for a, a company, especially one, as you said, that's been around for a, as long as you yeah. have um, as well. Um, it, it must be difficult to to find spaces, I guess, you know, that are viral in New York. It's a very expensive place um, uh, to have a ballet company, I, I expect. But um, there, there, is it sort of the physical challenge or is it the funding challenge or is it just something that needs to be worked through going forward into the future? I think it also needs to be focused on. It's certainly a challenge. New York City, there's, you know, there's there's not a lot of space. Um, at the moment, you know, we, we're, you know, sort of set up in, in a couple different spaces, so we kind of are mobile in that way. Um, and running the academy, um, uh, you know, it's just about coordinating, and, and certainly there's always, I mean, dan dance always needs more funding, I have to say. Um, but yeah. you know, it's it's a little bit of a little bit of all of it sort of rolled into one. But we're definitely focusing on that a lot more. I mean, um, just last night we had a performance here in New York. It was our gala night, and we have our pre-professionals perform on our gala night. So it's our our, our song one um, fundraising benefit performance um, that is in our two-week run mm -hmm. at the Joyce Theater right now. Um, within that two-week run, we have one night for for you know fundraising initiatives, and we always present our pre-professional program. And they were you know they're they're fantastic, a lovely lovely group of um, young dancers who are super talented and ready. There's always good dancers and not enough jobs. You know what I mean? So always yeah. those coming up that are ready to go and. Um, uh, that's, uh, to me, it's the most exciting time, that pre-professional level, because that's right when they're on the cusp, you know. So thinking about those dancers then, um, what would be your advice to them um, in terms of, you mentioned there's obviously not enough jobs and we need more funding for the arts and particularly for dance, yeah. but what advice either that you've been given that you would like to pass on or words that are words that you'd like them to sort of take into account maybe well i think it's a work-life balance in a way it's um 
certainly train, train, train. Um, I think that dancers need to be, um, you know, my mindset is that, you know, your foundation has to be strong and clear um, so that you can be articulate. Um, really, it's about, you know, I call it basic training. I think that, you know, you have to have a really strong foundation, and that is certainly um, for, for the shape and form. I think it's good for um, dancers to have a good strong ballet foundation, but also have um, a sense of contemporary movement um, and training in that as well. Um, I think clean, clear training, but also le leading a life where you're able to bring your experiences into the room with you and um, so that you're not um, just sort of a run of the mill where you, know, you just reproduce perfect steps because it's not that interesting. Um, what's really interesting is mm -hmm. for you to be able to, um, you know, show a piece of yourself, bring yourself to the work. Um, I think versatility is really kind of the key these days because, you know, most companies um, dabble in other stuff. Even if they're a classical ballet company, there's a contemporary series. And dancers are able to do many things these days. So my, I, you know, my advice to young dancers is, get all that you can in the area of training and expose yourself to as many different styles of movement that you can and try things that are out of your comfort zone. Um, you know, I think, you know, a classical dancer should try moving or, or taking a hip hop class or a hip hop dancer should take ballet. I think, you know, it's, it's like you gotta really expose yourself to other things. Um, one just absolutely enhances the other. And as you mentioned before, you know, classes, but also the world is at our fingertips um, these days, which is also a challenge for dancers, as you mentioned before. But it's this, I love the idea of uh, dancers sort of, you know, working on their versatility and really challenging themselves and bringing the, their life and their personality into the studio and into their work. It's wonderful advice. Yeah. I really just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of what is your very busy schedule to talk with me today. And I just wanted to very quickly um, for all the listeners, because we have mentioned that there is um, tours and new work. So I'm just going to run through a few because I wouldn't want um, anyone to sort of miss out. Um, there's a premiere coming up with the Atlanta Ballet, yeah. which is on the 7th of February, mm -hmm. which uh, we probably haven't, we haven't even talked about this one, um, Dwight. So yeah. do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I'm very excited about this project. Um, I'm, um, I just created a work that's going to be a co uh, collaboration with the Spelman Glee, Co Glee Club and Gospel Choir there. So it's going to be about 40 singers on the stage, and this is um, to all gospel music, live music. Um, it's about a 32-minute ballet for, I believe there's 16 dancers, quite a large format. Um, it's a very exciting collaboration. Um, that I'm that I'm doing for Atlanta Ballet, so it's uh, it's going to be fun, and it opens as you said on February seventh. And then you've got a remount at the Pittsburgh Ballet um, of your piece called Simon Says, which is coming out or being um, remounted in yeah. March. Is that right? Yes, yeah, it's a ballet that I've done before, but it's a remount of a ballet to uh, the music of Paul Simon. 
Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And that'll be going up in Pittsburgh in March. Um, it, it's, it's kind of a very celebratory work and, and more or less uses his music um, and uh, is, a, is a tribute to his catalog. So it, it's a fun one. And then you head off, as you mentioned before, on your seven-city German tour. So for our German listeners, um, and make sure that you hit one of those. Uh, yeah, catch us in one of those. I was trying to have a look at you know the names. So Cologne, Berlin, and many more. Um, as you, which works are you taking um, to Germany? Um, that's going to be the Bach to Bowie program. So it's. Um sort of the, the piece that's been on tour um, that we've been doing a, a lot in the last couple of years. It's uh, sort of a big crowd pleaser. It begins with Bach and then the, the final piece of the evening is this sort of large extravaganza of um, David Bowie. So it's, it's also a very uh, dynamic, a dynamic program. You do use interesting music. This is not your, you know, standard classical ballet, you know, music, yeah. musical scores. Um, before we wrap up, you, you must tell me about, about this interest in, in, in the musical aspects. Well, I mean, I just, um, you know, I, I love all kinds of music. And a lot of times, mm -hmm. you know, the one, the, the one thing that um, I like to do as well is that, you know, I, I think that myself, people would describe me a little bit as a showman and I do like to entertain. Um, we do do many styles, you know, with movement is with deep messages and, and, and we're talking about very, very poignant things. Um, and then sometimes, you know, the music is, I do use popular music sometimes and I love that as well. So I think the music for me um, is is everything from you know we do we do a very sort of uh, uh, we do a ballet to um, that's called uh, Ave Maria to the to the classical Ave Maria, but we also um, don't mind you know using an icon like David Bowie and you know interpreting that as well. It's really part of just part of who I am and what I like to do. I, I love dabbling I should say in many different types of music mm -hmm. and um, music is everything and, and, and I, it's very hard for me to find a piece of music that I can't imagine movement to Amazing. I really wish that you come to the UK um, I might even have to try and get myself over to Germany while the company is on tour because I would love to see I these works. Thank you so much, Dwight. Yeah, it'd be so amazing. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much. And I just want to say to all of the listeners, there's a lot that's going on. The program is, is looking exceptional and Go to the website for details of the tours and for the ballets that are being presented. And that's complexionsdance.org. And of course, follow in, on Instagram, complexions underscore ballet. Thank you so much, Dwight. Thank you for having me. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.